Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, what's up, guys? I invite you to Breaking Convention, which is the world's biggest festival of hip-hop dance theater, and it's taking over Toronto June 23rd to the 25th. It's two days of main stage events downtown at a Sony Center featuring hip-hop dance artists from Toronto, across Canada, and the world plus a free park jam at David Picat Square on the 25th. Visit sonycenter.ca for more information. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than some people across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chad. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my guest today is Bird from Bird and Keys, who's a producer from Toronto. His production credits include Cardinal, Fischel, MGK, Meek Mill, Pusha T, ASAP Ferg, Fabulous, French Montana, just to name a few. And then Keys and Burden Keys was Anthony Dirty Keys James, who was Bird's childhood friend and collaborator. He tragically passed away at the age of 23 after succumbing to a rare bacterial infection. Bird tells us of that story, the effects that it had on him, and so much more. Bird and Keys on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. My name's Andrew Liburd. Also known as Bird of Bird and Keys. Yeah. Niggas sound crazy yeah. to me. Right. You ain't a caught up what you claim to be. And now I'm like yeah. 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 talk about me in the streets, now I'm like, yeah. I'm like yeah. you running with them people, I don't like. Right. If she ain't got no cheeks, I don't like. Yeah. If she ain't bringing no freaks, I don't like. Yeah. No face, no case, dab. No face, no case, dab. Yeah. Deep brown these hoes, dab. D brown these hoes, dad. French Fergin who fat? French Fergin who fat? Setting up that hook, jazz. Setting up that hook, jazz. French Fergin who fat? Came back with a new batch. Frank Loops, blue bat. Liburd. Mm-hmm. What's the background on that uh, last name? Um, Saint Kitts. Um, and my my dad's from Saint Kitts. My mom is from Jamaica. Your dad's Saint Kitts. Your mom's Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the siblings in the family, or are you... I have uh, one sister. One, one older sister. Older sister. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're the youngest kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was that dynamic like in the home? Because um, it's kind of different. If it was the, the if the boy was the oldest, he can do a bunch of things, but the girl's the oldest. Yeah, she kind of yeah, yeah. helped trailblaze things. So like yeah. when I wanted to go out and do all that stuff, it wasn't really that much of a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a drum kit right now that you're promoting called yes. the Pineapple Drum Kit. The Pineapple Drum Kit. Please tell us about that. And can also explain it to, uh, in layman terms for the people who are not producers or just yeah. music fans. What, what is a drum kit? A drum kit is just a collection of sounds like kicks, snares, claps, um, 808s, um, all types of different sounds that goes into a beat. And um, 
it's something that's kind of getting popular um, within like the the producer community. Um, a lot of people, a lot of producers are putting them out um, and selling them or just giving them away for free. And it's a great way for like promo and it's a great way to kind of spread your sound and let other producers, up and coming producers, established producers to um, just kind of he- get into your world. And why would you want to do that though? I don't know. Um, for a while I've been hesitant to do it because like, you know, you don't really want to give away all your, your, your tricks and your secrets. But um, as I got older, I just like, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, let it go and just let let the love come back, you know, and just see what the, see what the reaction is. Mm-hmm. And so far it's the reaction, like I released it on Friday and um, been getting lots of feedback. I've been checking like all the analytics of where it's coming from. And like, I see people in Germany, I see people in Italy, Australia, Slovenia, like it's a weird country, like America, obviously Canada. So it's just good to see like the love people have been sending me DMs of like, hey, I'm using it, sending me videos. Like it's really cool. Hmm. So... But like when you release a drunkard, is it like okay, you're done with those sounds for yourself? No, it's like what? these are like sounds that I really use like every yeah. day. Like I, I kind of made it for myself first, like like just to make the process faster. Like all my favorite kicks in one folder, and then I was just like, this is pretty cool. I should sell this. <laughs> and then uh, um, I started looking into it, and um, some of my other friends like in Miami have like said that they had to get, they had a lot of success doing it so I was like let me just see what happens and and uh, so far so good mm. and so when like will you be able like is it noticeable if somebody uses some of those things in their own and on a, on a track that they're making or no not really some things will be noticeable yeah some things like I made like some custom like sound effects like little sound effects like little chants that like I really made like in the studio like uh, a couple of years ago um like little like skirt and like little like just weird random sounds so like um I, I've seen a couple of videos where people are using them and I'm like it's kind of trippy like see people like my, my voice and people's beats but yeah mm-hmm. it'd be one of those subtle things that only I would pick up and no one else would notice yeah uh, how would you describe like the sound that we're in right now the soundscape that we're in and uh, how you fit into it yeah, well right now it's like I, I noticed that the BPMs are getting faster um I don't know. Toronto's just really running the sh- shit right now, too, in the production world. Like producers, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like all my favorite producers are from Toronto. Like, um, and I think we push the envelope the most. Why? Um, I think because there's such an urge to be different out here, and like everyone comes from different backgrounds. So I think, um, I think people are really in their houses, just really cultivating their their skills and talent. So that's where like all this experimentation is coming from. Mm-hmm. I seen this one meme. I think Battle of the Beatmakers or whatever produced it. If it's like, uh, it's like a winter storm in a house that's frozen, and it's like the reason why Toronto producers are, or Canadian producers are the best because we just stay at home and make beats all day. You hibernate and yeah. like there's no other option. Yeah, it's you know like, what I mean? like they just stay at home, make beats, get some weed, get some pizza, and just yeah. keep cooking. Like have some friends over. That's all we do. When I interviewed uh, Boy Wanda, he was saying because he used to live in Scarborough, but then his family moved to Ajax. And he was like, if his family didn't move to Ajax, like I, he would probably be, I don't know where he would be at in terms of since there was nothing to do in Ajax, Ontario, he mm-hmm. had no other option but be home and just work. Yeah. A lot of people, because like a lot of producers, like they don't make me, like I can't speak for everybody, but like from my experiences, like some, a lot of guys don't have cars. So like, you know, some of them don't have girlfriends, so they don't have like distractions. So they just lock in and just stay at home and just make beats all day. 
Mm-hmm. So it's 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 where you know it's, it's a great way to get sharpen your skills. Sharpen your skills, and I think you've said like sometimes you can make more money off a Canadian song than American. How does that make sense? Um, because in my experience, um, like I've worked with like Sunreal and Famous and like just other people like that you wouldn't think make that much would make that much noise, but. Because those guys work their records and because they went to much music and they, you know, th- those cause spins. And, and before, you know, when Flo used to play people's music, um, those, those would generate spins. And um, so, like, I've had, in my experience, like, I've made more money off Canadian artists like than, than American artists. Because mm, they're working them, they, they know how to work the system and mm-hmm. getting on the... You know, we do have CanCon probably quotas mm. kind of help as well too. Exactly. Okay, and it's, you talked about Sunreal, that track uh, "Everywhere We Go." That was a mm. breakout song and video for him. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. Um, I didn't even like. You never know like what song's going to be the one that blows up. And um, I gave that song to him because I felt that it matched his personality. And um, it's right away he knew that like he hit me up with like yo thank you for sending me this like and um he's just like he he knew what it was like before i knew it i'm just like hey whatever bro like hope you like it and then um he like sent me back something back like right away and then um he got like the much fact for it and i think his team put in some money as well and then he got like some crazy directors and the concept was like outside of the box like for the, the music video yeah the music video was just crazy like and, napoleon yeah hill. napoleon yeah. dynamite type yeah. of thing napoleon hill that's the success <laughs> napoleon dynamite it's kind of like they played off that and yeah. um yeah they just just went all in and, and they got nominated and won a, a couple of awards at, at the mmva so that yeah. was really cool it's huge he uh Sanru has never looked back since that music video yeah it was, like it was the final moment yeah, the momentum from there was, was was crazy, and you never know, right? Yeah, you never know. Like you never know, and like, th- and that song like played a lot on on much music and and generated a lot of income. Like so, mm-hmm. you never know. If I tell people like don't like don't treat Kenny artists like they're just like a joke. Like you never know, especially now. Yeah, especially now. What do you make of the environment now? It's it's great man it's it's like everyone's working hard. Everyone has connection their own connections. Everyone's traveling. Um, Everyone has their own individual eyes watching them. So it's like you really don't know, like, and people, you don't know who's following who. So, like, you got to really treat everybody with respect and, 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 um, you know, don't sleep on anybody. I've, I've kind of thought about that because everybody has their circle of influence. Mm-hmm. There's people that you know, bird, that I don't know. And there's people that I know that you don't exactly. know who are, you know. Yeah, but, it, but at the yeah. same time, it's a small world and it's like six degree separations. So it, it, it's like, I'm sure if I went out somewhere like and I started talking about the come up show, like some people, like, oh yeah, I know Chetto, like and like vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you're saying now that you have to treat people seriously because potentially ten years ago, if that Toronto rapper is like, yo, mm-hmm. before you've been like, yeah, I'm cocaine, bro, like I'll send it to you when I get home. But like now, I, like you should always like treat everyone with respect. But like, because you never know, people get better. <laughs> like people get better all the time, and like in my experience, like. You can't shit on anybody because, you know, from execs to the assistants to whoever that you meet. Because in a couple of years, things can change in a year or two in the music industry. But are you in a different position because you are selling your wares, so to speak, in terms <laughs> of you're on the end that you kind of get paid no matter what? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So, like, 
maybe you gotta like see who you're aligning your name with kind of be careful about that but like hey if they got the cash then whatever no yeah and sometimes it's cash sometimes it's like sometimes you gotta even see the value in people without the dollar sign sometimes i've worked with people like you know i work with some like i see people like um like little clips of videos of people and i'm like something about him like I like it. And then I'll just DM them and send them stuff. Like, go and ask them what, the, what their email is and just send them music because I can see potential in them. It's not even about just money, money, money all the time. Mm. That's another important thing mm -hmm. that I'm finding that uh, sometimes if you can work with a small circle of artists and like work with them and yeah. build them up, mm -hmm. that's how yeah. some of the most successful producers start out. Exactly. Because like you cultivate their sound and then when as they start to, to to blossom and grow like they're gonna be forever you well you would hope that they'll be forever loyal to you and uh you know keep you in the mix as they grow and get signed hopefully and continue and progress hey what's up guys i invite you to the breaking convention which is the world's biggest dance of hip-hop dance theater it's taking over toronto june 23rd to the 25th two days of main stage events at a sony center featuring 14 awe-inspiring hip-hop dance artists from toronto Canada and the world don't miss this weekend of graffiti art cyphers DJs and world champion b-boys and b-girl crews June 23rd and 24th at the Sony Center and 25th at the David Picat Square let's take it back mm -hmm. from a, a kid and how you came into music but where are you from I'm from Markham Markham Ontario yes and to the people who are outside of the Canada, yeah. GTA. Where is Markham, Ontario? It's a suburb in outside of Toronto. Um, it's like borderlines on Scarborough, and um, it's a nice little community. <laughs> so northeast. Yeah. Northeast. Okay. And what's surrounding Mar um, is Markham, uh, Ajax around there? No, Markham's right in the middle of the. Yeah. It's like yeah. is Markham like the middle of the suburbs, I, I guess. And then it's like it's close to it borders like to the south. You get. Scarborough to the east you got Pickering Ajax all that stuff if you go north you got uh Stouffville uh Oshawa. no no, no. That's, that's more that's west. more, that's more that's east. West. East, oh, east 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 okay. and then and then like it's like right in the middle of everything so yeah and what was that so well, tell well, me were your parents into music themselves like when they play really, music not, at all uh, yeah they did they reggae played, gospel anything they played a lot of um soul a lot of gospel music sometimes and um, soul music like like um, Temptations and stuff like that. And then like but then like they play with like Kirk Franklin on the on the weekends and uh, it was it was kind of mixed. Yeah, like Bob Marley sometimes. Uh, yeah. Okay, and and what are you and like? How do you get introduced into the culture of hip hop? Was it hip hop um, the first thing that you kind of gravitated towards? I think my sister was an early influence. My sister was a really big hip hop head. Um, I remember like back in the days, like um, like during like uh, much music times when like we'd watch Master T and and we would run home like from from elementary school to watch uh, Rap City on Fridays because they'd have the countdown, and like we didn't have BT back then, so like that was the only time. And there was no YouTube, so like that was the only time that you're gonna see that new Busta Rhymes video you know, that genuine video, like all that stuff. So like, um, she was a big influence. I remember, um, she would go out to HMV and buy like Ghostface CDs and she had like the Tupac, you know, uh, word up magazines, all on, all on posters on her wall. So, um, she was a big influence. And then, um, um, eventually as she went to, you know, your alma mater, uh, Western, she kind of went into more of a rock thing phase. And then I kind of picked up the, the hip hop and, um, 
yeah, I just I just always loved the hip hop, and then like I kind of always um, wanted to make Canadian music better because I remember at that time like um, we would ride around in, in the car sometimes with like, like like with our mom, and like we play almost like a game like of oh this sounds Canadian. <laughs> we we play a game of like oh that song sounds Canadian because like the beat sounded whack or like it was like I don't know you could just tell it just sounded it didn't have the same quality level. And um, I I know that always bugged me, and like I I see I'll be in the backseat of the car, and I'll always be like, one day like I wish I could make these songs like this hip hop better, <laughs> like, mm. and like and I I you know I I feel like I've contributed to that like as I got older. Why were you invested? Because most people wouldn't even care. They just want to listen to they want to listen to American hip hop. I know I don't know. I just yeah. I just didn't like the way that like people just bad mouth the music of 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 our, of our city, and it just bothered me. Like like I um but like. Now and then you would see a dope video, like you see like a um, Cardinal video when like that one where he, that first video where he had where like it was like a house party, and like you'd be like, oh, that one was kind of dope, or like Shaw Claire, Let's Claire. Ride. Let's I remember like, those were definitive moments where we're like, whoa, like yeah. it's not that it's not that shit anymore, yeah. and like you see the Maestro, uh, these eyes, and like shit like that, and like we'd be like, oh, like you know, the, you see little flickers of potential, mm-hmm. and um, like I, I just wanted to see that continue to grow. There, there was definitely a quality where you can tell, and also with Canadian TV shows or promotions, mm-hmm. all that, all that. You go to just one channel back and one channel forty, like oh my that's, god, that's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's just something they're like, ew. You could just tell, like, yeah. it just wasn't up to the par. Like, it wasn't just it was the quality level. It just, yeah. it just bothered me. Like subconsciously, you were not attracted to. I'm talking about yeah. TV right now. Yeah, uh, you weren't just like, oh man, I don't. Yeah, I don't like this. I like, can't get into it. Yeah, you're not gonna watch that show on CBC. <laughs> like, you're not. It's just, it's just what it is. I don't know what it was, but it just, it's just always been a little problem. So you met this 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 guy that would be your production partner later on in life. Uh, what was his name? Anthony Dirty Keys James. Anthony Dirty Keys. We James. actually went to same elementary school together. Like yeah. we like we met when kindergarten or yeah. When did you guys meet? I'm, I remember like we I've I've. I have a class picture of me and him in grade one. So grade <laughs> one. So like six years old. And and so Markham, was it like? Uh, did you guys automatically connect? How is there a lot of you know black people? Uh, it was Markham? pretty multicultural. It was pretty yeah, multicultural. Yeah. It was like it was like yeah. quarter like black. There was yeah. some qu- like quarter Chinese, quarter like Indian, mm-hmm. and then whatever in the mix of like other yeah like white like Italian Greek community. So you guys connected right away in grade one, or like yeah. you know sometimes when you meet somebody you like yeah. you hate them or you fight them and then you like them yeah. later on. Yeah, me and him, I remember yeah. we'd always. I remember like it's it was weird. Like I remember like we talk about Michael Jackson and like a lot like around that like in grade one and like I don't know we just always used to talk about like music and stuff like that and like uh, we had like a similar personality like we used to make each other laugh a lot so um, we used to get in trouble a lot because like we were kind of both kind of class clowns and two of us in a class like. The teacher can't can't get any work done, so we used to get in trouble a lot. You guys are troublemakers, <laughs> definitely. So you're you're basically going through school, and then in grade seven, uh, he disappears. Mm-hmm. What happened? His parents pulled him out of out of our school, and like didn't really announce it. Like they just kind of pulled him out of school, and um, no one knew where he went. Like everybody was just like, it, it, it was like a weird time. It wasn't like it wasn't like in September. It was like in November they just yanked him out of school and then everybody was like where is Anthony and then kind of everyone kind of forgot about it except me and then like um 
I would see him, and then I started seeing him at my church. I um I went to a church called Apple Creek, and I would see him there on Saturdays. So then eventually I bumped into him. And I was like, "Yeah, where did you go?" And and then uh, he was like, "I'm at this new school." And then um shortly, and then one day I I, I got in trouble at school. Um, I threw an eraser and it hit this girl in the eye, and she started crying. And then my she got pulled out of class. She called my mom. And then they're like, "That's it! Like you're you're done here! Like you're, you're I can't deal with all these phone calls and all this shit. It's getting embarrassing." And then they put me to this private school, and you know, when you're a new kid, they introduce you to the class. And all that, I went to, so I went to, they transferred me to, to this uh, private school uh, called Crawford. Um, it's by like Bathurst and and Jane, and like that's like a far Finch Bathurst and Finch, yeah. Sorry, and and uh, hey, damn, you didn't do your research, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, and then um, I just remember like um, the first day, I, like they, they introduced me, and Anthony turned around, and I was like, holy shit, and I was like, we're we're reunited again, so it, it was it was crazy, and like. And then we started taking the bus home together, and then like we became extra close because like he was a new guy at the school, and I was a new guy at the school, so like we basically only had each other. What are the chances? It's crazy. Like that's like that's fate right there. And your parents probably didn't want you guys to be together. Yeah, when they found out, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, ah, they're like, we did we like the, like that was the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was like, so we kind of laughed about it because we were just like, ah, like you guys try to pull us out, and now we're back together again. So like like who would have thought that would have happened? So. And was there like a, a kid that was like your guinea pig that you guys would experiment wrestling moves on him? <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Ramel. Ramel. <laughs> what did you guys do to Ramel? We gave him a, a wrestling move called the three D, where I I pick him pick him up by the legs, and then Anthony came with the with the Stone Cold Stunner from up top. <laughs> yeah, uh, he to let us do it until one day he like. I don't know. Borderline got paralyzed, <laughs> but he was all right. But he, they called the ambulance. Yeah, he had, he he got. He got uh he had to go to, he had to go to the hospital. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital, <laughs> but and we we got we got we got indoor suspensions or something like that, and 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 the kid that let us do it got suspended too for letting us do it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. He, That's sad. He got a one day. And I think I think we got like two or three. Why did you guys let you do it? Like he just used I don't know it's for the attention I guess he used yeah. to like, like to feel cool to feel cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we'd give him stunners, rock bottoms on the cars, all types of. <laughs> and he just kept doing it until <laughs> yeah he loved he went it. to the hospital. He loved it. Until that one day, like it, we, that move just was just too 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 deadly. Yeah, it was funny though. It was funny as fuck. So what happened? Like, did you guys get in trouble for that? Or yeah, cause like we did it, and like, yeah. like he hit. Like normally he would bounce off of me. We did laugh. Yeah. But this time, like we did it, and we were like we were like kicking him. Like Romel, get up, Romel, get up, and he was just stiff on the floor. And we we're like, oh shit! And then the teachers came. We we're like, oh shit! And then yeah, we all went to the office. <laughs> okay, but they didn't kick you out. You guys still stayed in school. You no, we got you we got school? we got ass whoopings for sure. But but yeah, we got we got we got we, we didn't get expelled. You got expelled. No, we didn't get expelled. Oh, you didn't. didn't get expelled. Yeah, but, but we got it. We got it suspended. Okay, so you guys are going back and forth <laughs> on, on on the bus. You're mm-hmm. reunited again. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, when did you guys start talking about music? Hmm. When did we start talking about music? Uh, probably like we um. So after that, um, I stayed there till like grade eight. He stayed there a little bit longer. Um. So I went. Oh yeah, because in continuing to the high school, mm-hmm. yeah, you th- didn't want to. Yeah, hell no. There's too many like fine honeys. There's, there's. I, I wanted to go to McGivney so bad because, because I knew that school had so many fine honeys. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, please don't make me go to this school like for high school, and and it was so close to my house. It was like 
like a 15 minute walk so i was like why wouldn't and my sister went there so like she had a good name Mm -hmm. so like my mom made me let let me go there and then anthony and then anthony went to the other school he should have went to that school but they they went to millican Mm -hmm. that's where everyone from our elementary school went to so you're working on music kind of on your on your own, but you didn't really talk to him about it. No, yeah, it's like like I got I got the program um, through my friend CJ. Like he he told me because like he we talked about loops. Yeah, fruity loops. Yeah. And then he he one day like I remember I think it was a grade ten. He was like, I know a guy at my school that has the CD because before I would download like the the crack. And I didn't really know about like this is before torrents and all that shit. So like I would find the demo version, and you can't save on the demo version. So I'll get frustrated. Like, okay, what the fuck? I would like I'd close it down. I'd give up. And then my friend was just like, I know a guy that has a CD. Like we can go get it, but it's kind of far. Like it's a little bit too far to bike ride. So at that time, um, I stole my mom's car. We went and got it, and then we brought it back. <laughs> Should your mom catch you? Not that time. Not that time. <laughs> so okay, you got it. Beat. So I got it. Yeah. So I got it. Started started like working on it. Um, started like you know putting in the hours, and then one day I think we were at church, and I was just like, um, you know, I've been making beats, and then he's like, me too, and I was like, what? And then I'm like, I use fruit. He's like, me too, and I was like, the fuck? And then um, I knew he played piano, but like um. I never really heard him play. Like, I heard he was, like, taking lessons and stuff because sometimes I would hit him and he'd be like, I got to do piano lessons. Um, and, um, yeah, one day I was just like, yo, let me hear some of your shit. And I was like, in my back of my mind, I'm like, it's going to be shit. And then <laughs> and I just think, like, you know, you think, you think everyone's shit and, like, I'm the best. But then, like, I heard some of this. I'm like, hmm, like, I, I, heard, I hear some potential. And then he heard my stuff and then he's like, hmm. And then um, uh, I think we, we, uh, we arranged that he came to my house after church um, for lunch and... Um, but it was really just to make beats but but and then like yeah that that's that when we started where then that was like when the time when like the neptunes were popping and duos production duos were popping so we were like yo we should be a production neptunes. duo yeah like we, yeah. we we really love the neptunes i'm like i could be pharrell you could be chad <laughs> and then like we could get a popping so and, that, okay so what this is in your room the basement this is my room yeah, yeah. My, my 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 room in markham and then like eventually like i would go to his house and we just started like just just working, just working, and just we didn't even have a name yet, but like we just started like I would send him stuff, he would finish it, he would send me stuff, we start, started collaborating. So your name was Bird because he, everybody called you Bird because yeah. your last name. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have a name no. at that point yet. And is and is it true like Akil, mm-hmm. Wolf J, Rondi, Blake. Blake C, they named him? Yeah. Dirty Keys. Yeah. Why is that? Because um I think that he was going to school at, at uh, Seneca. And um, he he um, he saw them like they were all there for like production and music stuff like that, and um, he was there for like graphic design or some shit. And um, I guess he must have saw them like go into the studio one day, and then he must have went in there when one day and was like they must have had a, a piano there, and then he was like I can play, and then he started playing, and they were like holy shit, mm-hmm. and then they wanted him to start playing on all their stuff and like enhancing it, and then they're like yo this guy's actually dirty, like he's dirty on the keys, and then. He, and then I remember, I remember him co- came home to me, and he, and he was like, he called me. He was like, "Yo, I met these guys, Blake and Ron, and like and Wolf, and like they, they're they're crazy." He's like, "You should come to the studio down here." Like, yo, they call me Dirty Keys now. Everyone at school calls me Dirty Keys. Wow. And I was like, "Yo," and I was like, "Hmm," and I was like, the the light bulb went off in my brain. I was like, "Yo," because like before we couldn't think of a name like Bird and James, or like yeah. it didn't really sound as cool. And then like when he came back with the keys, I was like Bird and Keys. I'm like, that actually sounds kind of fire. That sounds fire. And then uh, it, the name just stuck ever since. 
When did it get serious for you guys as a production duo in terms of like a placement or a breakthrough moment? Um, probably like 2008. 2008. Um, we decided like we've been working long enough times for like the world to hear this now. And uh, we registered for like uh, the first or first uh, Battle of the Beatmakers. And uh, I think we were like the only duo at the time that was in there. And like at the time it was kind of like not very common here in Toronto. As a, as a, a duo mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah we competed um we got bounced out the first round but like um the beat was very heavy like it was close it was a, it was a very close decision like i think they might have won by like one point and but um famous had seen the video of of that of that round and uh he hit us up and came to our crib like within that week and um started getting us working on on his projects and that was like our first like um those moves would would become our first like um you know placements if if you will mm-hmm. on their on like flow and getting like you know played like, like in the city yo kid famous was a hustler 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 like that guy i think in 3 years accomplished like more than like a, a lot of yeah, like tell, tell us about that. What effect that had for your name as yo, like, Bird and Keys? Uh, the thing and he was, also did a drop for you. Yeah, he did. He was like yeah. he was he was yeah. he was very influential. And um, like at the time, like we're like you know we were young kids, and like we we're like yo, this guy is like here, there, everywhere. And like he came, he came to my house in the flow promo truck. I don't even know if he was allowed to do that, but he came in the the flow Hummer. My parents like, who's this guy in the Hummer outside? And um. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he worked for the street team yeah, at 935 yeah. Flow yes. for the people, which is the the hip hop station, the mm-hmm. first hip hop station in Toronto. Then. Yeah, so he come to my house in the promo truck, and then like, and then like, um, he had like a pretty big name in in the in the city. He was buzzing, and um, we tried to he he, he kind of took us under under his wing and like showed us how to hustle out here. So um, he took us around. He, he would take us to like parties, uh, you know, put his music videos. We kind of meet. We would meet like Jenny and all these people that like are you know mastermind and all those guys Rez flow personality yeah all the flow personalities so like um and that are still my friends to this day so like he was very like you know I, I thank him a lot like, I ran into him a couple years ago uh, maybe like two summers ago in Toronto yeah I saw him at um the docks or something mm-hmm. and I saw him in the lineup and I was just like yo like yo like I was like <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, you're a bit of an asshole, but I'm like, yo, you you helped me a lot back back in the day. Why did he say that? Because we kind of ended on the wrong note, but like, oh, okay. but but um, um, like he got a little bit of annoying, but like, but um, but like he still helped, and like he he really propelled us like further than most people like in our at our at that time, yeah, and got our name ringing in the streets. So hundred percent, and like he he helped get us like um you know, some checks that we're still eating off of to this day. So, like, I thank him a lot for that. Dope. Yeah, because that tag I saw, Bird and Keys, I just said Bird and Keys. Like, yeah. You know, that stuck on my Yeah, I, I, and, like, yeah, he, he had a very, like, I don't know, like, a very distinct voice. So, like, I thought he'd be perfect to do, and he, and he, and he loved, you know, he loved attention. So, like, <laughs> he loved any opportunity to, to brand himself. Of so. course he did. Yeah, so he, 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 I, he like, when I to do that, he did that no hesitation. He, like, he, like, he did that, like, in, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. So, did it go further for you guys, uh, uh, for Bird and Keys, like, um, uh, uh, past famous oh yeah 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 um so like but he was like a, he was like the first person and then like we started working um i started like like hanging out with rez and picking his brain because he was very knowledgeable and like i i just want like he taught me a lot about like how like the system works and 
much fact and and this and that and like you know just how to move professionally and um you know not be too cocky and he he really helped me like um he really helped groom me like we would meet up i i, I would like on like a friday and like just get a burrito and just talk hip-hop and like i really appreciated like our convos mm-hmm. and so so like uh in terms of uh placements th- th- songs on uh, things that happened did anything else happen after famous like before like uh keys passed away or that's where like, uh, yeah, it, was it was just the beginning it was and, like it was yeah. like we, like nicholas f like started messing with us like yeah. around, and like he was he was kind of popping at the time yeah what uh, happened to that guy man i don't know like he i don't know i think he had too many kids and just oh, okay one of those ones like just like because wasn't he like on tracks with drake as well too way mm-hmm. back then he was dope like yeah now i, I still yeah. hit, i still talk to him but i was there like he like, he's producing he's doing his own thing like but like he he's where def- is he from uh virginia okay but he's a very talented MC, like very talented. Like, yeah, I heard the uh, the album Keys of Life, and I heard his verse. I'm like, yo, this guy had uh, such a distinct presence. Yeah, like he like he was very sharp. Like he was very sharp, but like you know, so life life comes at you fast sometimes. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in terms of uh, Toronto artists as well too. Mm-hmm. That you guys have worked with. Uh, so basically, so now after this is because Keys passed away unexpectedly. Is that the next part of the story, or yeah. is there anything that we? haven't mentioned before that basically basically yeah. so basically we, we um um i had finished university um and um we were working my first job out of university was at enterprise car rentals and um i was working there for like a year and a bit and like i was at that time i had like maybe three or songs on the radio at the time so like sometimes i'll be riding around in cars with like customers and like my song will be on the radio and like i was having a little smirk on my face and i was like Sometimes I would say like, you know, that's me. I did that, <laughs> like, and like they just feel like, oh, cool. <laughs> and um, um, I got Anthony a job there at Enterprise because um, he was working at Rona at the time, like lifting up like heavy ass bricks and shit. And like Anthony's a skinny guy. I was like, yo, why are you breaking your back over here? I get you a job over here at my place. Mm-hmm. All you do is whip cars around and 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 you and like it's way less like better money and way less like intensive. Yeah. And uh, he he came over, so we were working together and like that was fun. And then I quit, and then I was like, he stays. He stayed there, and I was like, yo, I I, I want to make this move now, like, and like, um, move to like just move to like take this thing shit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to like I would talk to like guys like Wanda and yeah, tell and, me and, about that because you you like out of nowhere you called him or like yeah I called text him exactly because this around this time what boy Wanda produced forever yes around forever it was like around yeah. forever time and yeah. like um I just called him one day I think I was at work <laughs> I think I called him one day and uh. I just picked his brain a little bit and I was just like, I was like, when did you know, like to quit your job? And he was just like, I never really had a job. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think he said, he, I, think, I think he said like he was working at winners for a bit. And then he's like, one day someone talked to him the wrong way and he just threw it on the mop and he was just like, I'm out of here. And he never looked back. And, um, he just, and then he's just like, yeah, it's not easy, but like, you know, if you just stay at it, like you'll, you, you'll get there. And, and so, and, and I would speak to like T minus. I would speak to Rich Kid, and like mm. and like those guys were all doing it full time. And like they were getting songs, big songs on the radio. And I was like, yo, I want to you know be like these guys or compete on a level like with these guys. And I was just like, the only way in my head that I was gonna catch up was if I put in the hours. And like these guys didn't go to school like I did for four years. So like I felt like they had like a four year head start on me. So I was like, I need to put in the hours and and quit in my job and really just go at this full time. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, I'm sure that uh, your parents. Oh. <laughs> tell me about that pressure about I, finishing school and 
Well, I finished school. I had my degree, and um, I, did, I did a degree in criminology. And um, I remember before I quit, I, I, I sat them in the I sat them in the the kitchen, and I was like, "This is what I want to do." So like, I'm thinking about doing this. It's been on my mind for a while, and they're just like, "You're crazy! Like you're dumb! Like don't do it!" And I was like, you know, I saved up some money, so I was like, you know, I have a little bank, so like, I won't you know be able to like i won't like be, be be a bum out here like i can pay my bills like my phone bill and move around and get food and <laughs> so like so i was like you know i'm like if i just save my if i if i have this little money like that i've saved up and then i go on ei for like a year <laughs> I, i'm like i should be able to weather the storm of of this unemployed full-time beat making thing and they were just like eh whatever like they're like i kind of wore them down they're like i guess you have a plan it's your life and then they let me kind of do that i'm like i went to school for you i got the degree like leave me alone just let me do a couple years for, for myself it was important for you to yeah. finish with like what was the criminology yeah you went to school for mm -hmm. yes. I, fin I finished the degree so i was like let me just get me some me time now like let me let me work on myself like and um you know so that so that happened like in like april oh. of like 2010 Mm -hmm. I think, and then like, and then Keys passed away like in June of that year. So like, it was kind of like it was like going from like launching, and then it just kind of like poof, like just and it exploded, and then like yeah, because you're like you're excited, yeah, like, yeah, ready. yeah. It, it didn't last that long. Like it was, it was like it was like a blast off, and then it was like like, and then everything came to a halt. And then I kind of had to regroup and figure it out again. How long? Like, first of all, what like, I can't even. Uh, pronounce what yeah. he had. What is it called? It's called um, streptococcus. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's a viral infection. Yeah, it's a viral infection that affects like uh, f about five percent of the population. <sighs> Very rare, and um, I'm not sure how he got it. I don't. I don't think um, anybody really knows how it really occurred, and even to this day, it kind of feels weird because it's not really like something like tangible or like something you saw coming and um it just kind of i don't know it's just it just like it's, it's almost like he got like like beamed up out of the like off the earth like it's it's crazy because like i i remember seeing him like at the mall like at markville mall on friday we saw him i was getting i was like getting a video game or something because i was like um I think I was getting a video game for us. So like, if he ever came by my house, like, cause he he likes soccer. So I was like, I try to. Oh, uh, that's cute. <laughs> so I was like, you know, if we're, you know, like we had like, like the little producer blocks. I was like, yo, I'm yeah. like, if you come over, we can, we can play FIFA, and then like we can, you know, get back to making beats. So I was like, I was, I went to the store to get a beat. I ran into him, and I was like, yo, what are you what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm just here, whatever. And then like, um, the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday passed, and then he, I talked to him Monday night, and then he passed Tuesday morning. Or that night, did you, did you know? No, like that I, he was sick. He went well, to the hospital. What was the turnaround on him, like getting in and dying? Um, so when I spoke to him, so um, this is the time like when Facebook was like really big, like really really big. So um, I remember um, over that weekend, I saw him Friday. He looked perfectly fine. He was with his girl. He was walking around. I was like, "Yo, what up? You good?" And then um, I remember Saturday passed, and then. He was very like active. Him and his girl were very active. Like they would like send messages to each other, very mushy, and like send messages like like they don't have a phone or something. <laughs> and like so, um, my girlfriend at the time was like, "Anthony's posting some stuff about like he's not feeling well. Uh, maybe you should call him." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know anything was wrong with him." And I'm like, "All right, I'll give him a call." 
and um I called him. I was about to go out somewhere on Monday. I was like, it was summertime. So I was like, I'm about to go out somewhere and go kick loose. And then um, something, something, something told me to call him. So I called him. It was like around like 7 p.m. And I was like, um, his dad picked up the phone. And his dad was just like, oh, Anthony's on the, Anthony's not feeling well. Like, can I take a message or whatever? And I was just like, and then I think Anthony picked up the phone. He was like, yeah, I got it. I got it, dad. And then um, his voice sounded really low and really like hoarse. Uh, I never really heard him like sound like that before. And he was like, uh, uh, and I was like, yo, what's good with you, bro? I heard you're not feeling well. And he's like, yo, man, you're sick. Uh, this is the most sick I've ever felt in my life. And I was like, and I'm still not really thinking anything of it. Like, I'm still thinking that like flu, flu, like, he'll get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even he thought he would get over it. He was just like, he was like, yeah, like I got like, it's coming from both ends. Like it's crazy. And then I was just like, oh shit. And then I'm just trying to make him laugh. And I was like, yo, and I'm like, so how sick are you? And I'm like, I'm like, if Halle Berry came in the room right now, <laughs> could you slap it? And he was just like, yo, not even going to lie. Not today still. And I was like, damn. I was like, you're really sick then. And then he just like kind of like chuckled a little bit. And then he was just like, ah. And then I was like, but he's like, it's okay. Man's got some antibiotics. I'm going to pop these. I'm going to be all right. And he's like, he's like, yo, you want to come to my barbecue on Thursday? And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm coming. And then, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, give me a couple of days. I'll be, I'll bounce back. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, anyways, um, yeah, I'll holler at you. And then, um, uh, I remember just before, oh, and then like just before we got off the phone, he was like, yeah, like he was naming all, he was naming all these regular symptoms, like, yeah, it's coming from both ends, blah, blah, blah. And then he said something that caught me off guard and he was like, um, he's like, yeah, like I can't really, it hurts to walk. And, and then he's like, my, uh, my calf, my, my, my leg is like swelling. And I was like, what? And then he's like, yeah, like, it's like, it's huge. Like, like like nutty professor like like a clump and i was like what and i'm like bro that's not that doesn't sound normal bro like you can get that checked out and he was just like yeah like i'll i'll, I'll like i got antibiotics so I'll, I'll, I'll be all right and i was like nah be like that's not that's not normal bro that's not no flu symptoms and then he's like yeah 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 um but yeah I'll, I'll, then like, like like yeah i'll holler at you and then i remember um he put the phone down but i kept listening and um i heard him call his dad in the background he was like dad can you come here and um um i listened that like, a little, little bit longer and then like i kind of hung up and um i went out and um the next morning like i just went to the washroom just you know checking my blackberry at the time you know blackberries were popping and i was just going through my phone and I was maybe like ten o'clock in, in the morning, and I was just going through my phone, just do 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 do, and uh, and then like um, um, one of my boys called me, and he was just like, "Hey, are you okay?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, like what's going on?" And I didn't know at the time that he knew that I didn't, and he was just like, "Oh, just checking how you're doing. All right." see you later and then like and then like i was like okay that was weird and then like he didn't uh, want to be the one to yeah the he didn't want to be the one so yeah. then um um and then um i don't know uh, i think one of his friends called me and like you know like one of his friends so like i was like like we don't really, we're friends but like you like he was more his friend and he called me and i was like he's like yo and i was like what's up and he's just like you you didn't hear and i was like what are you talking about 
and he's like, Anthony. And I was like, what about him? And he's like, he's gone. And I'm like, gone where? <laughs> and then they're just like, it wasn't making any sense to me. And then they're like, gone. And they're like, gone where? And I'm like, gone. Like, he's gone. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, I'm, and, then, and, then, and then I'm like, hold on, where are you? And he's like, I'm at his house. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then after it became real, and I was like, oh. And then I was like, all right, I'll call, I'll, I'll call you back. And it still wasn't really processing. I was still just like, okay. Like, oh, what, is, what, what does this mean? And then I went into my room, and I was on my BlackBerry. And then I, and what what made it real, I don't know why, but I, I was scrolling. On Facebook. On, on um like Facebook and, and my BlackBerry Messenger. BBM. Yeah, and I saw and I saw three status updates saying RIP keys, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "And I was like, this is real." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I I just like dropped to my knees and started crying. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like and then I I I uh, I called my mom, and like I couldn't even get like the words out. Like she just heard me crying, and she was like, "Andrew, what's going on, Andrew, Andrew?" And I was just like. Uh, uh, and, I, and then she just she my mom just hung up the phone and just and just came from work and, and came back home and um i we, we drove up to anthony's house and um like everybody was there and everybody was crying and i was like what did he die from and everybody was like, at that time they didn't even know about the streptococcus thing they were like they were saying like maybe it was a bee sting maybe it was allergic reaction or some shit and uh and i was just like what like it, it still wasn't processing and yeah just to this day it still doesn't really make sense but uh, you know i've learned to you know accept it that must have been like surreal like yeah yeah it's like it's like it's like it's almost like he got like murdered or something like it's almost like he like the way he just got taken like from us like because like i saw him on friday i spoke to him on monday <laughs> and like he was gone but so like after um like Looking back, I started making phone calls and like calling um, Enterprise where we worked, and like I was like, "Did anybody like notice anything wrong with him like in the week or anything like that?" And people, and like um, people were saying like um, he was saying he was feeling a little bit tired on like Thursday, Friday, but he was trying to save up money to go on a trip with his girl to like New York, so he didn't want to take no days off, so he was just working. And but they said that he would come in, and he would like be like, "Oh, like I'm tired," but like. When I saw him on Friday, looking back, I was like, he did look a little like not his usual perky self, and like, um, um, yeah. And then, although, and I remember when when we spoke on the Monday, I asked him what happened, and he was like, he was like, it was Friday evening. He was helping his mom with the groceries, bringing in the house, and he said that he felt like something like hit him. Like he was like whoa, and he's like he asked his mom like yo do you mom do you mind if I like like put these away like put like I go sit down and you do the bring these in and she was like yeah of course go inside and he said that he just he he laid on the couch from like Friday and then Saturday like he just progressively was just getting worse and um, what they said when the, so after I spoke to him um, that day on Monday um, and his dad he was calling his dad. Um, and that little bit that I overheard, his his dad told me later that when he when he got off the phone um, with me, um, he started seeing him seeing him like his 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 condition like deteriorate, and his dad took him to the hospital to the emergency, and even his dad didn't know that he was that sick. Like no one knew that he was it was that bad. I don't, I don't think he, even he knew it was that bad, and um, 
he said that his dad like drove and, dro- and like pulled up to like the corner of like the emergency and said like okay you get out and i'll meet you inside and then he said like when, when he let anthony out the car he could even he could even uh he couldn't even walk to get inside so they had to, they had to get like a, a a wheelchair for him and even his dad was like what the fuck like like how sick is he? Like like even even he didn't even know. And then like he could even and then he, and then he like and then like um they brought him inside and then um he needed help like taking off his clothes to put like the gown on so they can get X rays. And like, his dad was like, what the like he even his dad like was just like like what's going on? Like how can you can't why can't you do these little basic functions? And um, basically they did X rays and and they showed like his his uh his uh, organs his organs were like were like shutting down like 75% shut down and they were just like they were like it was it was just deteriorating by the minute and um um he he had left his phone at um at work or something and um so they weren't able to call me during that time so they didn't have my number so um that's why I didn't find out till the next morning and is there's nothing they they could have done, right? Even if they found out a couple of days later, it's no, just like not really. They said that it was like nothing they really could have done. Like I don't know, what, like I don't know, and like it doesn't make sense to me because like like you like you would see like if you saw between me and Anthony, you would think that he was the healthier guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like he was always he's ro- scrawny. Yeah, right? he's scrawny. Yeah. He, he rollerblade. He played soccer like freaking like four times a week. He he ran. He rode his bike everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? So it just didn't make sense. What's up, guys? If you don't already know about Way Home, it's happening July 28th to the 30th, featuring Frank Ocean, Solange, Schoolboy Q, Russ, Danny Brown, Jazz Cartier, No Name, and so much more. It's happening July 28th to the 30th. Tickets and camping are now available at wayhome.com. Make sure you subscribe to our email newsletter as well, too, for more information. We got a huge contest coming up with Way Home Festival. So, like, you know, like a few months before, you're, you're, you got money saved up. You were talking to your parents. You mm-hmm. finished school, and you, and you really wanted to do this beat uh, to be a producer full-time. And you've mm-hmm. seen your peers, like Boy Wanda, T-Minus, Rich Kid, get all this momentum. So, you know, it's a real step when we want to, like, pursue full-time. And then, you know, uh, you know Anthony Keys passed away. So what happened to you after that? Um. I was fucked up, man. Like I was just in my house, um, just looking at old videos and just bawling my eyes out and just doing a lot of drugs and and just smoking a lot of weed and drinking and just doing a whole bunch of destructive things and just you know just roaming around and it uh, it wasn't. And then that's when like um, I remember a convo that we had when we worked at Enterprise. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I I, uh, I remember we were. It was, like, it was like February. It was like way before I quit. And um, I remember I was in the car with him, and um, I was like, Yo, if anything ever happens to me, like I want you to put out my project. Like I had the name Bird's Eye View, and I'm like, I'm like, I want you to put out my project. And he's like, Well, if anything ever happens to me, like I want you to put out my project called Keys of Life. And we always talked about like this fantasy project of um 
of like having like reuniting like people like from Toronto like or Canada like pe- artists that wouldn't normally collaborate with each other because of you know they think they're too cool or whatever whatever and we wanted to bring them together and and that was the the goal of Kizo Life and um as soon as he passed I was like I was like the light bulb went off and I was like this is what I got to do and that's the only thing that started to make me feel better and give me a little bit of closure you know you had a, a goal that was bigger than yourself. Yeah, and like I was just like I just I immediately just started working on it like that summer, and like I I would reach out I reached out to uh, to Sean Getty, um, I loved his photography I loved his his directing, and um, he we automatically just clicked and um, he, I guess he's lost people in his life before and he just kind of we just became friends and um, he just kind of understood like like yeah like i'll do this like he didn't like he didn't ask for no money up front like we 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 just i took care of him obviously but like he didn't like he just was rock he just rolled like he just started like i, I told him the vision and he was like all right let's get to work and we filmed uh you know uh real nigga tears the first what like we filmed that song before we had the beat done and we filmed that before rich kid even did his vocals like we did it in a weird order like we just i just wanted to be productive i was just like let me just film like let's let's just film and we'll worry about it later so like we'll, like we have the beat the you beat's... sent out the beat but the song's not done yet and yeah. you're shooting to yeah. the beat yeah <laughs> okay. it's weird like i, yeah. I know it, but I, I just wanted to get out the house and just be productive yeah and that was the only thing that was making me feel good because what did it mean if you weren't not being productive i was just gonna just be at home and just be crying and smoking weed and just not making beat. i was i couldn't i couldn't make beats so like at the time, like I, did, I just didn't want to make beats. I didn't know what to like. I just it's like I forgot how to like make beats. It was weird, and like so I was like, I had these. Um, I had some of his old songs, and I had some some of his old beats, and I had some of my old, like beats that I had recently done, and um, we're just I just slapped that, put those together, and then that became Keys of Life. That became Keys of Life. Yeah, because like I, I believe you were what smoking weed all the time. You were gaining weight, mm-hmm. and like I think you were like. Your pops were saying you sound like you were crying in your sleep. Yeah, like I guess I guess because uh my my room at the time backed onto his, and I he would say like you like I guess you would get up in the middle of the night to like use the washroom and he'd be like, it sounds like you're crying in your sleep. <laughs> like it was weird mm-hmm. and he was like, it's like you were like doing like some real like howling sounds. You like it didn't sound like normal. So when you were working on this, going through that grieving process and working on this uh, project, what was like your relationships like? Were you neglecting your relationships? Were you definitely? I was putting a lot of time in like my relationship with my girl at the time was getting strained. You know, my my immediate friends like weren't seeing me because I was hanging out with like my music industry friends because I was trying to get this project done. So it put a little bit of a strain like on a lot of relationships that like I had to amend later. But um, it was the only thing that you know kept me sane at the time. So I, I wonder like how you uh so when you're putting together this you know this tribute tribute mm-hmm. and when you're approaching other people what is that like uh in terms of like the business aspect because you know there's a part where you know they could feel guilty about like yeah. charging you yeah, like yeah. how does that work um people people were were like um it's like it was like a fine line they like you have to straddle because like you're asking for favors so you can't be too pushy but like. Everybody was everybody was 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 about it like but um it it's just like you just have to be you couldn't push too much so like a lot of songs that like that's why it took so it took like a year and a half to make because like I would get like a reference in like maybe say February and I wouldn't get the second copy of it till like April 
or like June, and I was just like, ugh, like you have to you have to wait on people for so long. But it's just like you can't if you're doing it for free, like you can't really be put too pushy, you know. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of did like understood the what like I, I I sold them on the the vision, and I and that's why I kind of I worked backwards because I I like to I got the artwork done before the project was complete because I wanted to show people like this is what it looks like like this is like it's going to be big it's going to be sick like trust me like and like people kind of I kind of sold people on the vision I'm like oh I got I got T minus he, he's he's down like you know like it's going to be good like trust me like and like they're just like okay like I guess like was it a hard sell like what was <laughs> not really like, like I, I just yeah. just everybody kind of understood like everybody heard like like that he had passed so like the word kind of went around the town so like people were were pretty like you know I, I must say like it wasn't too much of a hard sell mm-hmm. and um so who were the like this came out what in 2011 I believe mm-hmm. uh December 13 2011 mm-hmm. and you got like you know from from Sunreal to to Cardinal Divine Brown uh Lou Breeze yo uh, I just noticed today Jerome Jerome B Jerome B who is now known as Party Next Door. Mm-hmm. So how did that happen? Yo, that was a crazy story. Like yeah. um I was I was like so like at this point I'm like 60% done the 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 album. And um I was on Two Dope Boys and I saw a uh, Hit Boy drop something like some Valentine's Day like um instrumental tape and like it was like four it was like five songs but like four of them were beats and then the last song was a song by Party. And I was like, yo, this song's crazy. We didn't go by party at that time. It was just Jerome B. Jerome B, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yo, this song sounds dope. And then later on that day, uh, I saw Rez posted on City on my back, like he posted that the thing. And I was like, why did he post that? Hit Boy's not from Canada. And then and then he's like, Oh, this guy, Jerome B's from, featured on the tape. So I was like, ooh. So I started doing my, my, my Googles and my searches, and then I was like, um, I was like, he's from here, and I was like, hmm. So I went on, so I started searching, and I like searched Twitter, and I found him, and, and then he had like maybe like four thousand followers, and I was like, damn, that's a lot. And I'm like, I never even heard of this guy, and um, but he's dope, and I was like, and and then I and like all their picture, like I could see with like this little, this little picture, but like a little this big chubby face, and I was like, and I was like, and I was like. I was like, okay, whatever. And I, I, I was like, not gonna discriminate. But I was like, I was like, and I was like, I was like, okay. So um, I, I I hit him, and I, I followed him, and then he followed me right back, and I was like, ooh, shit, it's on. And I'm like, and I, and, I, and so, so I DM'd him, and then he gave me his number, and um, we were talking on BBM, and I was just like, yo, like, I heard your work on Hit Boys thing, like I have this course that I would really, really, really like, want, like wanting to be a part of. Um, the beat's done by me and T minus. Like, so you done know it's like it's gonna be a smash. Like, I'm gonna get Lou Breeze on it. I'm gonna get a game on it. Like, you on the hook. We're gonna do a video. Like, it's gonna be crazy. Like, and then he was like, "All right, send it over." And like, um, we were still talking on BBM, and he was like, "What's the tempo?" And I was like, mm, "Why is he asking this? He's gonna record this right now." And then he, I was like, 70 and he's like. All right, and, he, and we're still talking, still talking, and then he's like, "All right, check your email," and I was like, "What, what the?" And he's like, "He sent it, and it was perfect." And I was like, "How did you do this while we were talking on BBM? Like, like the, the conversation didn't stop. Like, and I was just like, 
and he's just like, yeah, like, yeah, enjoy. And then like, he just like, and then he just vanished and he, and he went to Miami and I, and, and then I heard he changed his name to party next door. And like, he was just like, he, and he told me, he was like, yo, I'm probably not going to be around to do the video. So you just take this and enjoy. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, he later disappeared to Miami, changed his name, lost weight, grew dreads, and now he's the guy, the superstar that we know today. That's ridiculous. He's crazy. So you know how you see people typing, 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 typing? Mm -hmm. like, it's just going back and forth the whole time. That's how then, talented he was. That he, then, he he did it in like within twenty minutes. Like it had backups, it had it had stutters. I'm like, it, like I was like, yo, how did you do this? Like it was it was so fire. And then like I showed it to to, to Breeze and, and A Game, and they were just like, yo, this is actually kind of fire. And then they they finished their verses. So if it, it, it finished they, it kind of got the ball rolling again you ain't gotta worry what i've been doing lately because you're my baby only baby you know i stay and i'm a homie stay listen to baby you ain't got a trip girl i respect you my lady my 100 dip two for that i'm a stay that's amazing yeah that's like, a kind of straight so like i saw him yeah. i saw him in toronto like a couple years ago yeah when i came back from when i when i was living in la and i came back he was doing a meet and greet and like i, I went i had to go there and i just like to say what up i've never we'd never met face to face and like it was just bbm and and i i went there one day i debo through the line <laughs> and then and then I, I i got there and i was like yo party i was like i don't know if you remember me but i'm bird you did a hook for me um faithful and he's like at first he like, you know he's trying to be on this extra cool shit and then and then like it like kind of like you see like the click in his mind like oh shit like i remember and then like he like took off his glasses for a second and then he was like oh shit you're bird and i was like yo and I, he's like and then we dapped it up and i was just like yo man like I just wanted to come here just to say thank you and for doing that shit for me. Like you don't understand like how much it meant to me. And he's just like, yo, I don't know. I'm like, I didn't want, I didn't come there for no networking. I didn't want his number. I didn't want his email. I just like, I just want to say thank you. Took a pic and then we just dipped and then I just dipped and I was just like, that's all I wanted to do to say thank you. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. So the album put together, like, uh, what was it like when you when you put it out? It was great, man. Rez, Rez, um, Rez helped me a lot from OTA. He helped. He was like the executive producer. He helped uh, record like most of the songs. He mixed everything, um, and then he helped um, help me release it and get into like the outlets. Like he got it. We, like it got in National Post, uh, Exclaim. Um, like that was pretty cool. Like it, like it debuted like that week, and then it was on the same week. It was on the on, on the National Post like front page of the art section. So that was like a really dope look. Like I've never been on a newspaper for like anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. So and like especially for something positive and, and music related, so um, it was a great feeling. That's amazing. So once you put that out, so what happened? Like, what was it like to get that out? What did it feel like in in terms of like what uh, you if, know it's out to release? Like, you know? it felt amazing, man. Like and like I, it was crazy. I remember going out like downtown that weekend, and like strangers were hitting me up, like, "Yo, I got that keys life on my phone, yo," and I was like the hell are you and i was like wow like you know i didn't really realize the power of the internet like how much people were actually like looked listening and and taking it in so like it was a crazy feeling so what did that give you juice did that to give you motivation to continue after that for sure yeah. and then like that's when i tried to like get my swag back and like got, got my got my got my you know i tried to you know it gave me a lot of closure and like that's when i i started like going full steam ahead again 
full steam ahead again. And were you kind of motivated? Were like you know, uh, you know that keys passed away where you didn't want people to say yo burn mm-hmm. him off yeah i was very conscious because i was like i was i was very like scared for a little bit like i was like i didn't want to drop anything and people be like yo like it's not as good as it used to be like you know what i'm saying like like if you worry about these things like internally and like um i was just like yo like i don't want to let him down and i don't want to let myself down i don't want to let the sound down so it just motivated me to like go extra hard and like make everything top notch. Top notch. And what was like the like the breakout moments after that for you and individually? Um, I think um after that there was um, uh the shy wisdom record off that tape, and love speak love speak and yeah, like that record was smash. so what was so was so special because Anthony actually heard that song before he had passed. Like he heard the rough and he loved it. And and that meant so like that meant so much to me like that he he heard that like the month before he passed like maybe like top of the month, and um, that beat like we actually like really made that beat together, so like it, it was extra special like and like it I don't know it just it was and like it it wasn't even a beat that like at the time I I really even liked that much I I met Shy through Ron and those guys at, at Seneca one day, and uh, they told me that she's dope and I was just like I never heard her sing but I was like I'll take your word for it, and I just gave her a, a little a, like maybe like eight beats but like i didn't give her like the what i considered like the a b the a the a heat i gave her like the c heat and like she gave me back that song and i was like god damn i was like i was like this song's amazing and i was like i didn't even like this beat but now i do like you made this beat so sound so much better hmm. and i was just like wow and and like anthony heard it and anthony loved it anthony i remember he, he was like cleaning his room to it he was like yo this song's so fire and like i played it for one of my boys in the car and he was like yo this song's fire and i was like whoa like I never seen him react to my, my music like that before. Yeah, that song was that was a smash hit for the city. Yeah, the was, music video and everything was it out there in like a summer like mm-hmm. really when it was bu- yeah I remember that it was right? a good like summer barbecue type yeah. type song. Yeah, now I, w- I would say that was one of the first you know big shy wisdom songs that came out and like put uh, shy wisdom on the map where people were really like yo who is this girl you know exactly. What I mean? uh, okay, so where do we go from there? Where like in terms of the you know notable. Uh, moments yeah so that we we kind of worked that project for a bit um um we, we dropped three videos off that shit and then i don't know and then i and then that's when i started traveling a bit more and um i started like um really taking like i said like i i, I quit my job so i i was just grinding it out and um i remember one day i was feeling a little bit like stagnant and um I had like 900 bucks to my name and I was like, yo, I need to take a trip. Like, cause I need to get this ball rolling somehow, some way. And, um, um, actually, wait, I need to, I need to, I need to rewind. Like I'm, I'm actually skipping some, something now that I think of it. Um, I remember like, I remember I even hitting up like, like guys like Cardi and I was just like, yo, like give me some advice and stuff like that. And, um, he, he was like I never I never actually ever told anybody this but like um he he was like the first I I told him I'm like I want to play my beats for like execs like I I want to like I've always dreamed of going up to these skyscrapers in in New York or LA and playing my beats for them and and what whatever whatever and he was just like yo he he heard me and he was just like yo here it is um I'll pay for your flight you pay for your hotel and I'll line up some meetings for you and I was like what and um he paid for my flight to go to New York and like about, I don't know when it was 2011. And, um, yeah, I went to, he, he booked me meetings with like G unit, um, 
big big execs like people that like he had personal relationships like people that i didn't even know that were so heavy like like he booked me with mr morgan from ovo who at the time like this was before he was like mr morgan of ovo and like but like he was still a boss at the same time and, and like i was going to epic i was going i was meeting with all types of big ass people like riggs morales from uh shady and like I was just, I was this crazy experience, so like I I I've always like like special place in my heart for Cardi because like he didn't have to do that at all, and um yeah he always he like he was one of the first people to like pay the pay me like you know very well for a beat and like you know I'm very thankful for him and like he's still one of my good 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 friends to this day. Hmm, respect. And then when did the like the, you know the placement start? Yeah, the placement. In? So like yeah, so back to my story about the nine hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. So like yeah, that was so like so that was probably like, maybe like a year or two like a year after that, and um, I had nine hundred bucks, and I was like, okay, I, I've I've I had that experience of playing some beats for some 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 executives, didn't really go anywhere, but I was just like, okay, how do I do it again? Make another move. So I, I um I got um one of my buddies booked me up, got me like a. Introduced me to like his like travel agent or whatever, got me a flight to Atlanta. For at the time, I, all I was seeing was flights for like nine hundred dollars. <laughs> so I was like, that's gonna be all my money done. So um, he got me a link for like five hundred dollars for the flight, and I was like, oh, this is blessed. I can still have a little bit of money to play with. So I went out there, flew out there, and then um, I got a rental. I got a little, I got an Impala for like two hundred bucks for the week and then I was I was staying with this guy I, I went to go meet this guy that I've never met before named KG um, who a friend from Toronto introduced me to and he's like go fuck with KG he's plugged in in Atlanta he'll get you he'll get you popping and I was like okay and this is around the time of the uh, BET Hip Hop Award weekends so KG said that was a good time to come down because like everyone's going to be in town you know blah 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 blah. so I flew down took, got a rental didn't know this guy at all um and uh i went there and like um we clicked uh, thankfully we like we we clicked and um we were riding around one day and he was like we we're trying to think of like plays to do like, like we he take me to studios we we're meeting people meeting cool people and then he's like hey i went to school with this guy um who now manages uh machine gun kelly and i was like okay and then he's like maybe we can send some beats and then he's like, "All right." So we we pulled off the road. We went to Starbucks to use the free Wi-Fi. We got we I bust up my laptop. We sent Irv some beats. His name's Irv. Uh, we sent Irv some beats. We get back in the car. We're driving again. To going to the, I think we're going to another studio. And Irv calls back to KG, and he's just like, "Yo, who is this guy?" And he's like, my boy, Bernie Keys, I told you, he's, he's the next nigga out of Toronto. He's popping. He, he automatically goes into selling mode. And he's like, yo, he's popping. I told you, like, he's crazy. And then and then he's like, yo. So he's like, yo. So Irv's like, what do you want to do with this guy? And he's just like, yo, I don't know. Get him signed, obviously. Get him a pub deal or something. And he's like, hmm. He's like, I, I, he had a speakerphone. And he's like, okay. And he's just like, I want these four beats. I'm probably going to take two from the four. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to heat him up real quick. And I just remember him saying that. And he just hang up. And uh, so a couple months passed. I come back to Toronto. Uh, MGK is on tour. He's opening for MMG. And um, he's he calls me. He calls both of us on three-way. And he's like, yeah, uh, one of these beats, um, I want to have a big vision for it. I want I want to get, I want to get MGK. I want to get Meek. I want to get Big Sean. I want to get Diddy doing his take that, take that on, on the on the ad libs and blah 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 and all these people on it. And I was just like, 
cool. I, cause like, and then, and then, and then I, um, we got off the phone. And my KG's like, "Oh yeah, why aren't you more excited?" And I was like, "Yo, man, like I've been, I have, I've had my heart broken too many times, man. Like with people making false promises, I don't want to get too excited." And he's like, "True, true." So another month maybe passed, and then they were like, "Yo, send the files." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Whenever niggas say send the files, you're like, "It's official." It's getting, it's getting serious. Yeah, yeah. So I send the files, uh, and uh, I remember like. Like you could kind of see like where where guys are because like for the Instagram like they, so like you were like oh he's on tour oh they're in the studio together oh him and Meek are are like in the you know working and um, I think he, I think they got Meek's verse first and then um, they got pushes after and then I was like oh shit it's becoming like a real thing and they, they didn't end up getting Big Sean and Diddy on it but like who cares and then like that was, yeah. that was good enough for me at the time and I, and then. Um, um, I remember they they sent me like a little clip of it, and I was just like, "Oh shit! Like this is this is really going down." And like they and they and they they uh they left my tag in it at the time uh, the the bird and case, and I was like, "Yo, right at the top of the beat, like this is an amazing look." And um, like they didn't have to do that, and um, you know, the song came out, and like it was a great look. Uh, yeah, that's my first placement. Because Meek Mill and Pusha T, those are some. They, they, they were they were they were, on, they were on fire at the time, so like it was yeah. like they still are, and like and like um that was my first placement, and then I also got another one with MGK and French Montana, and that was like my first two placements, like boom, like he like he said like he heated me up real quick. It's amazing, and yeah, so uh, and people, so once again, where you can get the, the drum kit, and so they can check out your dis- discography. Oh, your work. selfie selfie dot com slash. Bird X Keys. So that's S E L L F Y dot com and Bird X Keys. What is inspiring you right now, Bird? Um, I'm inspired by um, a lot of like the Caribbean sounds that are going on right now. Um, I'm inspired by, um, you know, my Toronto peers. And that's basically it right now. Like, I'm just, I just want to just keep making like wavy next level shit that like i feel like we're more progressive than than uh our american counterparts on the production for the most part and like i feel like it's important that we keep pushing the envelope and keep making artists pick different beats like because i feel like a lot of the popular beats that people rap on are like from atlanta or whatever whatever they're not they're dope but like they're not very pushing the envelope they sound like cookie cutter to like, to, like the next guy same old copy yeah and paste. so like i feel like t- People need to be, like. Uh, there's only a few artists I feel like, like Drake, Travis Scott, uh, you know, a few others that are progressive in picking beats that sound futuristic and you know push the envelope. Mm, Toronto is spoiled right now. Toronto artists are really spoiled. Yeah. With the producers that they have access to. There's so many dope producers. Like so many dope producers. So many like this guy's coming up. You like you got to keep your eye out because like, like I said, you know, a year or two there could be boom. Like they could be that nigga. Like like in two years. So what advice would you give to producers overall? Um, stay in your house and keep making beats. <laughs> like don't. That's it. Don't be in a rush to a lot of a lot of producers like they're they're in a rush to. Uh, to uh to like just play their stuff like can i play my stuff for you like i'm like what's playing your stuff to me gonna do like just work on yourself and when you're feel when you feel like you're ready to to shine then come out don't 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 rush the process be patient just be patient and work man and and compile sounds buy the bird and keys drum kit and get get better <laughs> get sounds. started with that yeah man and just grind and then network and then network after but make your beats first, work on your sound, and then network after. Is there anything else that you wanted to say that we haven't talked or discussed about to the people who are listening right now? Um, 
nothing much, man. Like I was just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to to still be here. I'm, I'm happy to contribute, and I'm just, I love where Toronto and, and is is going right now. And I just want us to keep keep working together, collaborating, and and just pushing the ball forward. Dope, yo! Thank you for coming through on the Come Up Show and for sharing your story, man. Thank you, man. What did you think of my conversation on the Come Up Show podcast with Bird and Keys? Please leave a comment on SoundCloud. Yo, I'd like to thank for the listeners who have been leaving five-star rating and reviews. If you haven't already done so, the direct link is in the description. I'd appreciate your support. And we got three contests happening right now on thecomeupshow.com. We're giving away a pair of tickets to Breaking Convention, North by Northeast, and Way Home Music Festival will be live this week. Head over to thecomeupshow.com and enter now. My name is Chet O'Yell. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.